This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. Being a Friday, we get to connect with Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Good morning to you, Dr. Hammond. Good morning, Brad, and how are you doing? Very good. Great to have you on the radio with us. Thank you. Yes, well, tomorrow is not only the end of the month, uh, it's uh, indicating that we are five, six our way through this year, and we've got two months to go, but... Mm. Saturday is Reformation Day. Now, a whole lot of people speak about Halloween, and of course, uh, you can hardly get a greater contrast than uh, between Halloween and Reformation Day, because Halloween is really a celebration of death, and uh, Reformation is a back-to-the-Bible celebration mm. of the life that we have only through Christ and through His sacrifice on the cross. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians, Five, that we are to test all things, to hold fast to what is good, and to abstain from every form of evil. So we should test all things. And in fact, throughout life and throughout society, we often are facing a choice, a choice between what the world is offering and what the Word of God is commanding. And uh, Halloween is, is a religious day, but it's not Christian. Uh, as a former high priest and wicker, Tom Sangwood, said, the modern holiday we call Halloween has its origins in the full moon closest to November the 1st, the witch's new year. It's supposed to be a time when the demons are at their peak power and resisting and revisiting planters. Halloween is purely and absolutely evil, says this ex-high priest who is now converted to Christ. And Halloween has its strong roots in paganism and witchcraft, and it is the Druid festival of Shanghain. It's, it's in fact uh, comparable very much to the to May Day, uh, which is in so many ways also a uh, celebration of death and evil and, and Satanism and occult. It is a human sacrifice day, the first of, of uh, May. Well, six months uh, on the other side of the year, you've got uh, the 1st of November or Halloween, which is on 31st of October into the nighttime. And in Northern Hemisphere, of course, that's uh, when... It's the beginning of winter, and the leaves are falling, and it's getting darker earlier, and temperatures are dropping. And, and so uh, and ha- Halloween has been for thousands of years a time for human and animal sacrifices and lots of cruelty. And so the trick-or-treat uh, actually originated with druid priests going from house to house, expecting fatted calves, sheep, human beings for, for sacrifice, and uh, those who gave were promised prosperity, and those who refused to were threatened and cursed, and that's the origin of trick-or-treat. Now, the jack-o'-lanterns had the origin in the candle-lit pumpkin or skull, which served as a signal to mark those farms and homes that were supporting the Druid's religion and those who were seeking the treat when the terror of Halloween began. And so as the World Encyclopedia says, the apparently harmless lighted pumpkin face of a jack-o'-lantern is an ancient symbol of a damned skull. It's got fire within a skull burning out. And uh, so while people and animals were screaming in agony, being burned to death, the druids and their followers would dress in costumes made of animal skins and animal heads, and uh, they would dance and chant and jump through the flames in hope of warding off evil spirits. And you, 
at every point when you look, you can see that, in fact, uh, Halloween is participating in paganism, basically. And so we've got a, a great contrast that comes, because the scripture makes it clear that when you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you should not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. Mm. There shall not be found amongst you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft or soothsayer, or one who interprets dreams or omens or sorcerer, or one who conjures up spells or medium or spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. All who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For those nations which you dispossessed, they listen to soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such to you. That's all in Deuteronomy 18. So we're told in Ezekiel 34 to teach my people the difference between the holy and the unholy and cause them to discern between unclean and the clean. In Hosea 4 verse 6, we're told, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you've rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. And because you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. That's very hard words from Hosea 4 verse 6. We, we mostly know the first part of this, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. But very few know the other part. We're told in Proverbs 22 verse 6, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Our Lord said in Matthew 18 that whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone was hung around his neck and he was drowned in the depths of the sea. Wow. Woe to the world because of offenses. Offenses may, must come, but woe to the man by whom they come. We're told in Romans 12 verse 9 that love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Mm. Romans 13 and 12. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. In 1 Corinthians 10, 21, our Lord challenged us, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake in the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Wow. In 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14, we warned, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, or what communion has light with darkness? What accord is Christ with Belial? What part is a believer with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Ephesians 5.11 says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So we're told in 1 Timothy 4 that the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy and having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Whereas in Philippians 4 verse 8 we're told, mm. whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And so we have this, this great challenge of either participating in Wicca and participating in paganism, walking with Wicca, being in harmony with Halloween, having our children celebrate cruelty and double in a day of death, or we can focus our family and our congregation on celebrating Reformation Day this 31 October, because we can celebrate that 500 years ago, on 31 October 1517, Professor Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses. 
95 arguments against unbiblical practices in the church on the door of the Schlosskirche, the mm-hmm. castle church in Wittenberg. His bold challenge against unbiblical practices inspired the Protestant Reformation, back to the Bible. And the great solos of the Reformation were Scripture alone as ultimate authority. Yeah. Salvation is by the grace of God alone, received by faith alone. Christ alone is the head of the church. Everything should be done to the glory of God alone. And that, that last solo, Soli Dio Gloria, is actually on our one rand coins. And so, I don't know when last some of our listeners may have looked at the one rand coin scene. Yes, right next to the Springbok there is Soli Dio Gloria, the Latin battle cry of the Reformation. And everything should be done to the glory of God alone. The Reformation was one of the great turning points in history. And the energies released by rediscovering the Bible in the common language led to the most extraordinary spiritual revival in history. And it freed Christians in Northern Europe from the decadence of Renaissance paganism, led to the greatest freedoms and scientific discoveries in history. And so I believe we've got a great choice uh, before us. And it reminds us we're in a spiritual world war. Mm. And cruelty to animals and vandalism and murders occur with greater frequency during Halloween than any other time of the year. And we as Christians, we must not be overcome by evil. We must overcome evil by good. It's so important that we take a stand against evil and mobilize friends and family and congregation friends to celebrate the Reformation and engage in spiritual warfare and earnest prayer and pray the Psalms and share the gospel with friends and neighbors, particularly those who may be unthinkingly participating in what is actually an occultic celebration of divination and necromancy and human sacrifice and cruelty to animals. So we're involved in a spiritual world war. For our side, we're organizing, as always, on 31 October, Reformation Day celebration. And people can read more about this on ReformationSA.org. Uh, ReformationSA.org has got a lot of great Reformation-related things. And there's events coming up like the Home Educators Fair uh, tomorrow in Rondebosch. And if people are interested in uh, the Reformation celebration service at 12 noon that we'll be having on Reformation Day, do contact us at mission at frontline.org.za. Yeah, we love these conversations. Thanks so much for sharing not only right and wrong and information, but just lathering it with Scripture, and that enables us to understand it even better, and we can pursue that on our own. So grateful for that, Dr. Peter Hammond. Thanks for doing this for us every week. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Here's to a great Friday. Thank you so much, Brad. God bless. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.